Hey, hey, Super Gluer. Welcome back to the Super Glue Podcast. If you're like me, you are holding it all together for so many. I'm your host, Meredith McNerney, and I'm really excited to be here with you today. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot about dealing with difficult people. Huh, man, difficult people can cause a lot of stress in our lives, but we're here as Super Glowers to take a break, share in a morning prayer, and gear up for a kick-ass day. So let's just jump into today's topic. You know, we've all encountered people in our lives that can be difficult, and some of this difficulty comes from different lenses. I mean, I think, we you know, when we, we talk about difficult people in our lives, it might be that maybe it's difficult to make a connection with that person because we just feel like they're so different from us. And so we just have a hard time seeing eye to eye. We just don't, you know, really connect or see things from similar lenses. But then we just have people in our lives that are just difficult because they tend to make us feel really uncomfortable by their actions or their words or their reactions. And so those difficulties can stir up emotion in us in in a little bit different way. You know, we feel like disconnected, not necessarily because I don't know you, but disconnected because of maybe the way that another person is behaving and it's hard to make sense of that. And then There's the idea of learning to forgive, and that is really for our own benefit and our own ability to be able to move forward when someone has hurt us. And so difficult people from that standpoint, you know, it's difficult when we've been hurt or harmed to be able to move forward. So we're going to talk about all of that today in this episode. And, you know, it's really about finding commonalities with people and trying to understand where people are coming from. And I spend a lot of my days reading about trauma and how trauma impacts us, particularly children, but also what happens to us in our childhood, you know, oftentimes has a lot to do with how we show up and how we present ourselves later in life. And I'm not saying that, you know, every person that shows up to work and is ineffective or rude um, has a trauma story because I don't know that. But I think what I am saying is that a lot of times people behave in ways that seem hard to understand because maybe they've had something in their past that really makes the pathway to getting along and connecting and building good relationships a little bit more difficult. And hey, this is true of us too. I mean, we all have our, our stuff. And we all have times in our lives where maybe we're the ones that are being difficult um, or harder to connect with. But, you know, I kind of, I call myself an empathy junkie because I really believe in the importance of connecting with people and, you know, trying to do whatever it takes to build connections. So we're going to look at this from a couple different lenses. The first lens I want to think about today or have you think about is, you know, think about somebody in your life that's very different from you. So they're just... They're just different in all the different ways that you can kind of imagine. Maybe they have different interests or they have different religious or political beliefs or just different life experiences. And it may be someone that you've had conflict with, but it also just may not be that you necessarily have conflict. You just, you have to work together. You have to be in a group. There's something that sort of connects you, but you don't really feel connected with this person. And I think one practice that I find to be really helpful is to try to see that person in a new light. So I will say, you know, when someone has a very strong 
uh, I'll just use politics without getting into it, but I'll just say, you know, a very strong political belief that is completely opposite to what I believe. Let's just go with that. You know, it can be really hard because sometimes you just focus on that aspect of the person and you're like, I just don't connect with them. I just don't, I don't understand why they see it this way. Right. And so it can be something like that, that stands in your way of making that connection. Um, or there could be lots of different examples. And I'm sure, I'm sure you have people like this in your life that are just a little bit harder to connect with. And I think one of the the strategies that we can often try is to really think about how as humans, we are a lot alike. I mean, there are a lot of things that we share in common simply by the makeup of our DNA. And I think, you know, it takes intentional practice to look at someone who feels so different from us and to start to think about commonality commonalities that we do have. And so a strategy is really, instead of seeing that person as so unfamiliar or so different in their views, seeing that person as someone who probably has gone through some life experiences similar to you, you know, like every person goes through hurts and every person goes through heartaches and every person has ups and downs and ebbs and flow moments in their lives, you know, and just sort of like thinking about it um, from that standpoint and just really being able to take a moment to say, well, what do I have in common with this person? And I know I have a couple people in my life who I will not mention, but I feel distant from them when I think about where we stand on certain aspects of our religion, let's just say our faith. And it can make me feel really distant from them because we just believe such different things. And so I have to really go back to like, what are the commonalities that I have with the, this person or the, these people? And it really does help to just take a moment and practice this and really go through this exercise, you know, even if it's things like, okay, well, we both have children. So we both know what it's like to love a child so deeply, right? Or we've both probably experienced loss at some point. So we both understand what heartache and loss looks like. But for me, sometimes I just keep it even more simple too. And there's, you know, I can think of a friend in particular that we just, we do kind of sit on polar opposite ends and on certain things. And, um, but we have a, a long history of friendship and a lot of great memories. And I don't really want to get rid of all that, you know, and I don't want um, maybe our different viewpoints to erase what we have in common. So I think one of the first things that we can do is repeat this exercise often, allowing ourselves to think about all of the things that we do have in common. What are our commonalities? And, you know, how do we work um, on just focusing on our commonalities? And I think that can help quite a bit. I think it's also important, you know, when we're in this place of not understanding someone, and they're behaving in a way that makes us feel really uncomfortable. And we've tried, maybe we've we've tried lots of different things to try to make a connection. So I have a friend that's going through this right now without, you know, sharing all, all of her business um, is kind of a an issue in the neighborhood. We'll just call it that. And, and, you know, she has reached out to this person multiple times and she's really, I, I think, you know, in talking to her, of course, I know her, I don't know the other person, but just hearing like all of the different ways that she's reached out and she's tried to 
I don't want to say make amends because, um, I mean, I guess that's the intention in the end is yes, but it's more of like just trying to understand where the other person is coming from, right? Like, have you ever had somebody in your life where you, there's some conflict and you are like, literally like, no, dude, you are literally not on the, you know, you're not seeing the whole picture here or whatever. And I always, so we have this thing in our family where when the girls have had that, you know, conflict with friends or whatever, I think, you know, a a thing that I sort of pride myself on or, you know, how we want to raise our kids or how we want to be as a family is put yourself in the other person's shoes. And I think when we think about being empathetic, it really is like, okay, let's, let's really try to think about from what angle are they coming? But with this friend and, and the neighborhood situation, I really, honest to goodness, I am like, girl, I just, I don't understand the other person's perspective. And, I, and she's coming to me because she's like, you know, is there something that I'm missing? Like, and I think that that happens at times where you're just not going to be able to necessarily walk in their shoes because their lens is just not making sense to you. It really is just not. And sometimes conflict can feel that way. It can be really hard to find a win-win, you know? And I think we have to realize there are times where we just have to be able to let let it go in the way that we may have to just say, this is not a person that I'm going to be able to get on the same page with. And I've tried X, Y, and Z, and I've tried to see it from their lens and I've tried to walk in their shoes and they're just not in a place where they, they want to do any of that. So we're just staying in the same spot. Like there's no budging. It's always about you know, their side, their, their story. And that's where I think some of the trauma stuff comes in. And I'm not saying again, that every person you ever have conflict with, you should go, well, they probably had trauma as a kid and that's their problem. Because I think we could tend to miss our own, I don't want to say issues, but like our own areas of growth. Right. But I do think it's important just to remind ourselves that we've all been through a lot in our lives. And for some people, the things that they have gone through put them in a spot where they put on a lens, they they wear their, quote, glasses of how they view life, and it really just does not make sense to you, you know? And, And I think, you know, I learned that. I've learned that so much over the years where there are times where you just have to separate and it's just not, it's just not going to be healthy to try to keep going back to that person over and over and over again. And so I think that's where the third part of this comes in is forgiveness. And so first part, remember is let me see what all the commonalities are. Let me look for the commonalities and try to see their other, their perspective. The second part is there are times where we just have to accept that this is not, it's not going to change We're not going to get on the same page. There are times that that happens. And the third part is forgiveness. And I think in this next activity, I would encourage you to make a list of people who have hurt you in a way that warrant the effort to forgive, that you you need to work on forgiving so that you can move forward. Um, And I think, you know, we can start by asking ourselves to kind of evaluate our pain, right? Like, and how much pain do you have regarding that person and how they've treated you. And I think knowing our level of pain can really help us. So just kind of, you know, looking at a situation and going like, is this a level one pain or is this a level 10 pain? Like the most, you know, painful um, experience that I've had. 
And then, you know, kind of think about like, what is it that the person did that was so offensive or negatively impacted your life? And I think it helps us just to recognize that what happened between you and that person is not okay. You're not dismissing it. And you're, you're, you're certainly entitled and should, you know, are going to naturally feel negative emotions when they come up. But forgiveness is a decision. And when we decide to forgive, it's about coming to terms with what you're going to have to do, right? <laughs> Extending an act of mercy and grace to that person who's hurt you. And that is really hard to do. But I think for, you know, for those of us that really rely on our faith in this process, I think it becomes a lot easier, to be honest, because we can really think about utilizing our faith to reduce resentment and will, you know, kind of uh, more positive energy to ourselves and to even toward the person and offering them kindness and generosity and even love. And I know that can be really hard to do. And I'm not saying you have to go out to that person and sit with them eye to eye that, you know, like maybe there's an unsafe situation um, or you're not, they're just not someone that you're going to do that with, but in your own way to be in that space of forgiveness. So it's just like talking to my girlfriend and everything that they've gone through Um, And I can relate to this, of course, in my own life, but just sitting in your own private space and recognizing that, you know, you're not excusing that person's actions, but you're also not going to um, hold on to it any longer. And I think, you know, being being sure that you're, you're, you know, that reconciliation is a negotiation strategy, right? And this is not what this is. So we we would like for reconciliation. That's kind of, remember we said there were three parts to this. And in that second part, we would have rather had reconciliation. We would have rather sit down and work it out and come to a mutual understanding. But this has gone beyond that. This is when that can't happen. And so you're not able to reconcile, but you are going to forgive, right? And I think there's some, some really... Um, important questions that you can ask yourself. And I want to share a few of them with you. So, you know, maybe even just trying to get into that person's experience while they were growing up and you may not know, or you may, you may, but just pausing and asking yourself, you know, what was life possibly like for this person while they were growing up? And what wounds did they suffer from others that could have made them more likely to hurt you? What kinds of extra pressures or stresses were in the person's life at the time they offended you? And I'm going to repeat those questions. They're not meant to excuse or condone their behavior. But again, it's about understanding areas of pain that other people experience that make them unable to have reconciliation or to connect and to really talk something out. And sometimes people, you know, commit destructive acts and we're just like, what? We just don't, it just doesn't make any sense to us, right? And so asking yourself these questions, I'm going to repeat them again, I think can be really helpful. What was life like for this person while growing up? And if you don't know, you might be able to imagine what was life possibly like for this person while growing up. What wounds did they suffer from others that could have made them more likely to hurt you? 
And what kinds of extra press pressures or stresses were in the person's life at the time they offended you or hurt you? And again, I think it's just, you know, knowing that we're going to go into this place of forgiveness um, and, and, and be able to move forward and separate is the, the key here. But be aware, like I, I would invite you to be aware of the little bit of like movement you might feel through your heart as you begin to have a little compassion for the person that offended you. And I know that can be really, really hard to do, but it's so empowering as you work on forgiveness to start to have a little compassion, even if it's just a little for that person who offended you, because they might have you know, been looking at a situation from being very misguided. They may deeply regret their actions. And let me tell you all something, when there is shame involved, it is hard for people. Oh my gosh, just sometimes like, you know, come to reconciliation because shame often makes us want to hide. And so they may even deeply regret how they behave, but they're just not able in their life uh, to come and talk that stuff out, you know? And, and I think the key is for us to begin to soften our emotions towards that person and understand that, you know, when we're emotionally wounded, we tend to displace our pain onto others. So I think the key here is understanding that this is a cycle of wound and wound, wound, feeling wounded emotionally means that you might start emotionally wounding others because you're displacing pain. So that's why forgiveness is so important. And I think as you're working on forgiveness and utilizing your faith in helping you to be able to move toward a place of forgiveness, you're really going to be able to lessen the pain that you're feeling and in turn give you a sense of purpose towards helping other people and being kinder and, and really preventing these kinds of things happening uh, or repeating themselves. And it can be quite powerful. So as we wrap up today, I just want to remind you what Romans 15, two says, let us, let each of us please his neighbor for good to build him up. And I chose this one. It makes me emotional because I know my friend has gone through so much with this situation with her neighbor, but you know, at the end of the day, it may not get reconciled. Everything in her power would love for that to, to happen. It just may not. And I think in asking those three questions, it's allowing her to be able to start the process of forgiveness. And Romans 15, 2 reminds us that we don't have to, you know, please our neighbor for good in the sense of, um, taking abuse, right? Or like taking a uh, hard, hard pain and, and like going, um, saying, oh, okay, well, you could just continue to hurt me. Nobody is saying that. And, and, and our Lord is not saying that either. Uh, but really when we talk about building people up, we have to forgive the pain that we have experienced from some in order to build up many. And on that, let's get ready for a morning prayer. Father God, you know that we all deal with hurts and heartaches and stress and conflict. And we know that you ask us to open up our hearts to first step into the other person's perspective, Lord. And I know that you ask us to empathize and see the other side. And you ask us to sit down and reconcile as often as we can, to hear and to listen and to draw 
together in closeness all the ways that we can repair harm. But sometimes, Lord, that is just not possible. And you know that and we know that. And so we come to you with an open heart, with an opportunity to forgive when reconciliation can't even happen. And we ask you to give us the strength and mercy and grace to be able to forgive those who have harmed us so that we don't repeat the pattern of harm. Lift us up so that we can be a source of hope in this world and a source of goodness and light and peace in our own hearts. We ask all this through Jesus' name. Hey, Super Gluer, I challenge you to really sit down this week and think about where you need to reconcile. Well, let's go back. Where you need to empathize, where you need to reconcile, and at times where you need to let go and stop the effort of trying reconciliation if that's not going to happen and begin the process of forgiveness. And I ask all this um, for you to have more peace in your heart and um, just challenge you to live a little bit more peacefully as you process the opportunity we have to forgive. Hey, Super Gluer, thank you so much for being here this week. And I look forward to chatting with you next week. And get out there and have a kick-ass day. Bye.